Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Fro Show. My name is Frank Mankin. I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful co-host, Joe Murray. Hello, Frank. And I want to lead by saying that I am currently overseas. I am in the Netherlands visiting family. And because of that, I'm editing all of these remotely. And I forgot to bring the theme music with me, which makes this intro way more awkward than it normally is. Good on you. It's but, fine. It's um, it's okay. It's fine. And we are in two different time zones. I literally just woke up like 30 minutes ago and Joe is winding down for sleep. So that yep. <laughs> we, would, we were just saying the dynamic is very strange now because we're both like in very different. So we're, we're, I feel like we're at the same point of energy, but on different trajectories up and down. Yes. <laughs> I've just had this whole big long day and you're getting ready to start one. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, um, it's well, well sorted out. Thankfully, we've like converged at this point, and it's it's fine. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to lead though because we we haven't recorded an episode in three weeks. Mm. Um, this is the first episode we've recorded in in a couple of weeks, and a lot has happened between um, the last episode that we recorded and now, namely that the Instagram and TikTok stuff has been kind of popping a little bit. Specifically, yeah. like one TikTok, but I wanted to I wanted to talk about that a little bit with you and like because I you've learned heaps since you started doing the the TikTok stuff and the Instagram stuff mm. and I thought that could be really interesting so let's talk about yeah. that. All right, well that TikTok. So as of right now, which is it for me has... the f- yeah no which is for both of us the fifth of May. Fifth of May. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were a day ahead, but you're behind. I'm a day behind, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, it's got 157,000 views and 32,000 likes, which is insane. That's big um, fat numbers. It kind of just came out of nowhere. And for and we went from about 25 followers to right now we have 1,300. Yeah. So, that was right at the beginning of the TikTok sort of I don't know career the where we started where I started putting Journey. things up on TikTok yeah um I don't know I don't really have too much to say about that one because it was sort of random and it just seems to be a click that everyone a lot of people connected with mm. um everyone just seems to love red who's the um person that's in the clip and who's mm. talking about their um photography experience and how they sort of came up in the photography scene um i don't know i do you have any do you can you think of any reason why that's done so well no i think it is just that that clip specifically really resonated with people um because that was all about that was about submitting your work and stuff and just like making yourself vulnerable vulnerable to be um judged within like an artistic space. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was something that A, people don't really talk about that much and it, and B, it really was valuable for a lot of people. It was something that people were very interested in and then they could share that with other people. Yeah. That's my takeaway at least. I'll probably tell you how many shares it actually got in the end. 68. Yeah. Currently yeah. 68 shares. That's not bad. Um, yeah, which definitely helped kick it along in the early stages. But yeah, one of the the craziest things I've learned in this, in um, trying to post every day, Monday to Friday, at least once, 
um, is like all the platforms are very, very different in how they push content. Um, mm. TikTok, I still don't quite understand. Sometimes it is a bit lucky on where that clip falls in the feed, mm. um, which I hadn't thought about. And now going back, you can see a lot of different creators um, or repost videos or recreate videos that are very similar yeah. um, to their previous stuff and post them at different times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Instagram, for example, it seems to be similar how it focuses on interaction and depending on how much interaction you get will depend on how well that clip does. Um, but something very different between those two is that Instagram like really pushes that reel for an, the first hour that it's put up. So it's it seems to be really important what hour you put it up in and to make sure that your followers are like are going to interact with that in that hour um because after about an hour hour and a half of it being up it that sort of like really tapers off the amount of views and the amount of, amount of likes that it gets so um originally i thought it was just like it had gotten to the group of people that didn't care about it as much anymore um but it seems a little too consistent in yeah. time frame for it to be that. Um, so, yeah. And then shorts on YouTube is completely different again. Um, that's almost completely focused on audience retention. Mm. So, not as much about um, interaction as it is about retention. And so, as long as you have about a 70% retention rate, or at least like 50%, um, it'll keep it on the short shelf or keep pushing it to more people. How have you gone with like pushing stuff on YouTube with? Um, the same. Like it's just, it's it's one of those things that doesn't really have so much rhyme or reason to it. Um, like it's, it is all retention retention based, but YouTube is constantly changing and updating their algorithm to the point where you don't really know whether a piece of content is going to do well or whether it's going to like fall to the wayside. And then on, on, on that, because YouTube is so search-based, you never know if in a year, two years, three years, five years, ten years, if a piece of content is suddenly going to become way more relevant than it was when it was initially uploaded. Um, mm -hmm. I think I saw the other day, I was, I was doing like research and I saw that uh, Markiplier is such a weird one, but Markiplier's most viewed video on his YouTube channel is um, is is like a, a, a video that he posted five years before it even popped off, and I, I can't remember oh, right. what it was exactly, but he posted it and it flopped, and then five years later it was his most viewed video ever. So like things like that can happen where suddenly a, uh, I think it's actually I think it's like a Five Nights at Freddy's thing where he like originally posted Five Nights at 30, anyway, it doesn't matter. But point is, yeah, right. he posted it way, way before it was even relevant enough in the public eye to, to garner that search potential and then that audience retention. Yeah, right. Do you reckon the same thing could happen with um, like other social platforms? Yeah, Re I know Reels does that as well. Reels is very... Mm. I When I was doing Reels consistently, I had Reels from like three months before like after I posted them 
do way better. Like I posted them and they'd get like 500 views and then three months later they'd be sitting at like 50K or something. That happened like somewhat regularly, like regularly enough that I would notice because I would Mm. like suddenly get all these notifications and you'd be like, I I didn't post that recently. And I have no idea why that is because I know that Reels doesn't focus on... um, search there's no search capability within reels like it's just it's serving you the content that it thinks that you want so i have no idea how instagram is reserving those reels to people yeah that's strange could you be through hashtags you reckon i have no I, I don't know i think my working theory my working theory was that it's because people follow you for the first time from a new reel and then they go through all your other reels and then they they find one that they like and they watch it a couple of times and then that's just enough of a bump to put it back in the algorithm. Right, okay. That's my theory yeah. though. I, I have no idea if that's accurate in any way, shape or form. Way, shape or form. That's what I was trying to say. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've noticed that a bit with TikTok um, and I've been trying to like navigate more the the world of hashtags and how every platform does it differently. I have no idea how YouTube does it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I didn't even know hashtags were a thing, but anyway. I don't know how how hashtags work on YouTube either. No. Um, Instagram seems fairly simple. It's like you can follow a hashtag and then it'll scroll, come up on your feed or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, that's it's a really easy way then to find people who will definitely like your stuff. Hashtags on Instagram. Um, But TikTok, I also don't really understand. Um, It's like... Because I don't think you can follow a a, um, hashtag. I think hashtags help it... Help the algorithm learn exactly what the video is. And it tries to show people who have similar interests... Yeah, that's um, kind of what I got from TikTok hashtags as well. Yeah. So, but then I've noticed from, because I, like, doing this every day, I've tried to do a little bit of research alongside it. And mm-hmm. I've looked at what other bigger creators do. And a lot of them only use two or three hashtags, like, top. I mean, that makes sense, though, because the smaller you can make that niche, the more effective it's going to be, right? Like, if you're serving it to, to 100 people in a very, with a very broad net, it's much more likely that there's going to be people in that net that aren't as engaged with it. But if you can hashtag it in such a way that only, like, 5% or 1% or 0.5% of people that are interested specifically in that topic are going to see it, then you're going to be way more likely to, to have that hit, you know? I don't know. Let's say personal strangers, how we had them on the show. We had two producers, a beat maker, a songwriter. And then, so you'd put hashtags like podcast, producers, songwriter, singer, yeah. I don't know, beat maker, whatever. And that would sort of narrow it right down to, well, I think that at least, um, it would narrow it down a lot. Whereas if you just had, you know, for you page, podcast, producer, like, yeah. I don't know. So I don't know how that works. Yeah, I feel like the, the the middle ground there is is where it's going to hit most, like where you're getting that niche but you're also like getting enough people within that net that it's that it's hitting new new viewers. Right. 
Yeah, it's been really interesting learning about it, that's for sure. Um, and definitely time of day of posting has a big effect yeah. on it. Um, more so on Instagram. But yeah. And what about actually making the reels? Because this is like the most video editing you've ever done. I'm pretty speedy at it now. Yeah. 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 And I have to... Yeah. The longest bit, the longest part is making the captions for the video. Um, But um, ProPresenter does auto captions now, which is really handy. Sometimes when I don't have a lot of time, I'll just find a snip um, of whether it's just one person talking. Like that clip that um, that popped off with Red. For that one, for example, cool, I'll just pick a clip where there's one person talking and then that way the the um, the pro presenter algorithm will just like f- get all the words in really easily. The timing will be pretty, like spot on and yeah. I don't have to do much editing and be like done. Um but yeah, it's also really hard to pull it into as short as I can. Something that's been really helpful for me, I started out um, putting an in and out point. It was a, That was a minute long because mm. I was like, I have to get it. I can't go over a minute. Um, but now I've been like doing it at 30 seconds and just getting it as close to that point as I can. Yeah. Pulling whilst, out like... While still breath. retaining the, the, the core story. That's exactly how I edit the vlog as well. I've watched some of your videos versus these other things that are like, they'll post two times a week, but they're 40 minutes long. Mm. And there's just like, when I watch them, I'm like, there's five seconds of that clip that you could have just cut. Yeah. But it just that, you know, that clicks for their audience or whatever, or for their style of creating. Yeah. And Mm. like, that's, that's the thing too, right? Like when you're, when you know what your, what audience you're creating for and when you know, when you have that style of filmmaking, that might work for your style. Like, um, Hey X Natalie, Sam put me on her a while ago. She's this like creator in, in the U S who's 19 and she's just built out a van and now she's traveling across the U S but her style of filmmaking is very quiet and like, um, like quiet and chaotic would be the way that I would describe it. It's, it's very, very fun. Um, but it's like, it, it comes to this point where, She's occasionally um, having these very quiet, introspective moments, and they always work really, really well. So I think it depends on your your style of filmmaking. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it's been fun. It, it's been really cool, and it's been really cool to see them pop off on Instagram and TikTok. On that note, go follow all our social medias because uh, Joe is putting so much work into them and it's been really cool to see mm. it's really it's been really fun for me too while i've been over here seeing those reels and tiktoks pop up and being like oh look at joe go <laughs> yeah we're getting there getting there slowly yeah good moving on from the the reels and social media stuff i i still mm. want to talk about you creating stuff because before i left um i think it was in the maddie episode um or after I can't remember if it was in or after that episode, but I remember you saying something about how you had been thinking about new ways to create content um, for YouTube, and I wanted to ask if you'd yep. thought about that anymore, and if you'd come up with any ideas, and if you if you've played around with anything yet. I okay, I have thought about it. Uh huh. I have some ideas. Uh huh. 
I haven't played around with it yet. And I don't want to disclose too much information because it will be a topic that will be really good to talk about in the next week's show. Okay. Uh, um, because I have... Yeah, there are like plans in place. I'm going to test out some things. Um, it's nothing that we've talked about. I know we've talked about stuff off of the show. Um, but it is YouTube. I have no idea how it's going to go. I have I have an idea of what it's going to be. Don't know how it's going to go. Don't know if it's going to be any good. But um, I'm going to make it and post it and just see what happens. Hell yeah. Um, I've sort of... I've found this kind of niche that I, I'm interested to explore. Okay, cool. I like it. I'm excited. So by the time that I see you next, you'll have started. I, I want to leave that topic for okay. next week's episode. All right, that's fine. Well, we can go to your topic if you want. I want to. Yeah, I just want to talk briefly about burnout because I had a really interesting conversation with someone yesterday. Um, who is saying that, um, like their life is very full at the moment. It's very busy. Mm -hmm. Um, and like by the time they're going to bed, it's like they, you know, you, you can't be bothered to scroll on your phone sort of thing. Like you're that tired, you've had that much, that big of a day. You're just kind of like, I just, just going to bed. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to specifically talk to you about that because I know particularly when, before you went away, mm. um, there were plenty of days where you'd be out from like 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. and then you'd go home and edit the podcast, uh, edit the vlog. Yeah. So, do you think that something like that is sustainable, or have you faced any like near burnout experiences while you've been over there with family and being in such like a different yeah context to here? Um. Look, I'm I'm very aware of it. I'll say I'll put it that way. It's definitely something that is, I'm, is always like in the front of my mind. I, there's, there's no way that I'm fooling myself that what I'm doing isn't very intense and that there isn't a risk of a severe risk of me burning myself out. Because if I wasn't aware of that and if I wasn't thinking about that, then I absolutely would burn myself out. Um, mm-hmm. The way that I have been managing that is if I am starting to feel run down or if I'm starting to feel like I need, I need like a day or two days to just catch back up, I'll make a much simpler vlog. Like, and usually those will end up being Q and A vlogs or they'll end up being like a vlog about one specific part of my day. Like I, I know one of the ones I did right before I left because it was, I was so busy and I had like, I was, I, this was right before I knew that I had COVID um, like the, literally the day before I tested positive. So I was already really tired. I was exhausted from the week and I made a three minute movie about customizing my sunglasses and like it took zero time. I like turned on the overhead rig. I scratched up my glasses a bit, painted them. Like it was something that I wanted to do anyway. This time I was just filming mm. it and then I had it edited in 30 minutes and that was it. I was done. Um, so that's kind of how I've been managing it. Um, what has made it a lot easier for me specifically with the vlog is that I have no expectations for myself for what a, the, that daily movie is supposed to look like. That like there's no there's no standard that I've set. Like obviously I want them to be as good as they possibly can be, but if there's a day where it's just not 
there, I can be super vulnerable about that within the vlog, and then that's that's it. Then I'm done, you know. Um, mm-hmm. As for what you said about like feeling so exhausted that you can't do anything, I've I've said from the very beginning that the second that it stops being fun for me is the second that I'm going to stop. Like if if there's a point where my mental health is is in detriment because of what I'm creating every day, then the whole purpose of the challenge is lost. There's no reason for me to be doing it anymore because the second that it becomes something that is is negative, is a negative force in my life, then I've I've lost that initial joy that it's given me. That's the only reason I'm doing it because it's the only reason I'm making something every day is because of the love that I have for creating. Um, and obviously there are days where I'm going to be challenged and there's going to be days where it's really difficult for me to create something. But so far I haven't had a day where it's been, where it's negatively impacted my mental health. Right, okay. That's good. Did that answer that? Yeah, it did. It did. That's interesting you say that because um, end of last year when I was working a lot, uh, not not really creatively, um, there were nights where like I would get home a 1am sort of thing, go to bed and then start work at 5.30 the next morning. And there were times where I actually really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed just like walking to my room, putting my phone on charge, head hit the pillow and then like that's it. Um, so, but do you think that um, for you, if it got to that point, that would be like not enjoyable and you wouldn't be doing it for the right reason anymore? I think there's a line. Like I've de- I definitely have days like that. I still like very regularly do where it's like, wow, that was a massive day. I just need to sleep right now. Mm. But it's hard because you have to know where your personal limit is. And I feel like I am very aware of where it is. And and I'm not kidding myself in ways where I can be like, okay, I need to... If I just push this little bit harder on this day where I feel bad, I'm going to make something great. Like, no, that's not how it works, you know? Mm. Um and I do have those days where it's like I'm I'm absolutely mentally and physically exhausted and my head hits the pillow and I'm out. But I think there's a difference between that happening once a week, once a fortnight, once a month to it happening every single day. And I think if it's happening every single day, then you have a problem that you need to address. Interesting. I I don't have I don't think I have anything else to say on that. I just yeah. wanted to hear your thoughts on on that idea of burnout. And I I like how you said um you you really need a understand your like everyone's different in that um and i guess everyone has to burn out at some point before they can properly understand where the line is yeah um yeah cool Mm. it's Uh, hard too like it is it's hard being it's hard talking about it because everyone is so different like there's no one-stop shop answer for like, if you do 18 hours of work in a day, you're going to get burnout in a week. Like that's, it's just not, that's not how mm. it works for people. And it's also because for some people, different pieces of work give people energy. Like for me, editing at the end of the day is like, um, is like writing in a daily diary. 
That's that's mm. how it works in my head. But I can understand that for some people, having to edit for an hour at the end of the day is hell. Like that's just that's just more work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just putting his hand <laughs> <Me>. up. Um, <laughs> But like, like that's and that's that's the only reason I'm able to sustain it is because it is like a daily diary for me. It's it's the way that I personally in my brain can recap the day and put that away and be done with that. And because of that, I sleep way better at night because I've compartmentalized the day and I'm done with it. Um, and that's the only only way that I can consistently do a daily vlog like I have been doing. Today is day 125, by the way, the day that we're recording this. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. I know. 125. It's, it's going like, yeah, it's going really quickly. Yeah. This year's getting by real yeah. quick. I know. But yeah, that's insane. Mm. But um we have to we have to bring it to a close now. Yeah, right. Okay. That was that went that went quick. Um That was speedy. Okay. Well, uh, general things follow us on social media fro media and all the things yeah uh, you can also search the fro show and i think it still pops up on most social media um go do that um sub to me on youtube if you're if you got this far as well because i'm doing a daily <laughs> vlog if you didn't realize um joe do you have anything so you want to do you have anything you want to finish up with um no i don't think so excited okay. for you to be back in the start doing stuff and busy again it'd be good yeah by the time that this episode comes out i will be on a plane i think yeah yes yes It'll be close. I will be on- you'll definitely be close because it comes out mon no i will be on a plane by the time this comes out it comes out 6 a.m monday your time oh no that's sunday night. night for me no i'll almost be on a plane by this by the time this yeah. comes out you'll be thinking about getting on a plane i'll be thinking about it i'll be packing my stuff <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to or watching this episode of the Fro Show. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, check us out on all the things. Rate us on Spotify, and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 I do have the outro song. I do have oh, that. With not me, the intro. But not the intro <laughs> song. So that will play. That is playing right now. Isn't? Don't you have it on Epidemic Sound or whatever it was? Yeah, but I can't find it.